Act three of Wappen Wharf, a frightful comedy of pirates by Charles S. Brooks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act three. The scene is the same as before. We have given up all hope of a pirate ship rocking on the sea. Our plot still twists us around its little finger. The curtain rises on the tableau of the second act. Old Petey shows again at the window to the right. What done it? What done it? I asks ya. Just when everything was going pretty. Just when she was about to hit. Me heart near stopped. I was that excited. The pirates sit in deep dejection. The mystery of this business is how the blinkin' lantern went out. Oh, Petey done his part. He doused herself in time. It was the lantern done it. When there weren't no light at all, the royal Harry, she just sniffed felony and dropped anchor. I was repeating, smash your devil, smash your devil, kind of hurrying her on. I was saying, now I lay me throbbing with excitement it wasn't oil i put oil in the lantern myself captain you seen me put in oil i seen yer and i swished it myself to be sure nothing's been right since that old lady hanged me to her gibbet there he was watching pop and all of a sudden quicker than seven devils the bloomin lantern went all to pieces it's grog i says snakes is next it were a comfort to the old captain to know that all you seen it i seen a yellow rhinoceros once running along with purple mice all alone i seen it and it kinder sickened me or rum does your think the lantern exploded did you ever hear of a ship's lantern exploding oh, i ask you captain you talk silly, Patch. That lantern has hung for twenty year on old Flint's ship, swinging easy and contented all round the horn, and it ain't never exploded once. Swab's lanterns explode, stupid. Ship's lanterns don't. Captain, I feels as mournful as when Flint's clock didn't tick no more, and we knowed he was took by the blessed angels. I ain't myself as gay as a cuckoo. Not quite, I ain't. Ever since that old lady... Lay off that old lady. They sit in silence, in dejection. All stare stupidly at the floor. For the moment it seems as if nothing more will be said, and the audience might as well go home. But presently the Duke sees something at the rear of the cabin. He looks as you or I would look if we saw a yellow elephant taking its after-dinner coffee in the sitting-room, but as he is a pirate, he is not frightened, merely interested and intent. He brushes his hand before his eyes to make sure it is no delusion, not grog or rum. Then he rises softly. He crosses to the window. Very gently he touches the glass he finds it is really broken he loosens a piece of the shattered glass the others are sunk in such melancholy that they do not observe him 
he gazes through the window studying the direction of the broken ship's lantern he traces the angle with his finger the gesture ends with an accusing finger pointing at red joe he whistles softly for a moment his eye rests upon the gun which leans against the clock he has guessed the riddle he advances casually but with dirk in hand he comes in front of joe suddenly he presses the blade of his dirk against joe's stomach captain captain quick toy him up joe is bound again with rope it's him that done it it's red joe how did he get loose duke as he points to the knife on the floor does ye see that knife does ye see joe i'm tellin ye it was him shot out the lantern didn't i help ter tie him meself askin your pardon captain but you and patch has the brains of a baby alligator a stuffed rhinoceros is posolutely nothing arskin your pardon for speakin so plain i does all your thinkin for you there's some folks sittin here as are fat-headed and thinks ships lanterns explode easy now old dear you're always pitchin inter me cause i'm good-natured red joe i calls you a dirty spy a swab a landlubber for one copper fartin i'll catch you one with this hook it was me discovered him i ask ye captain to leave red joe to me i hates him most particular betsy enters from the kitchen did you call captain nobody ain't calling you dearie now just toddle back into the kitchen this ain't no place for a little girl it'll give you bad dreams mince pies nothing betsy attempts to leave the cabin by the door that leads to the cliffs the door at the rear of the cabin where are you going betsy i've an errand in the village well he ain't going it ain't no night for a little girl to be out i ain't gonna have me duchess snifflin with a cold go to grandmar it was me discovered him captain i'm askin yer a favor he's a snooper captain i gets rusty lay off me hearties duke patch i loves both of yer i loves yer equal like two mugs of grog as is full alike yer can pitch dice to see which does it he places the dice cup on the table beside the candle the duke and patch take their places betsy under cover of this centred interest runs to red joe who whispers to her i drops em in me mug so they can get a smell o rum the little bones is me friends i never throws em less a five spot i makes a point to shakin the bones till they rattles jolly i likes the sound of it even better than the blessed scrapin of a spoon what's stirrin grog ride it on me tombstone if i rots ashore 
he was the kind of feller as never throwed less than a five spot go long duke bones as is kept waitin sulks one or three one's enough i'm talkin to you bones i want sixes sweeties as he throws betsy jostles the candle with her arm it overturns and falls the cabin is dark you can see her run from the cabin and pass the windows to the left now you done it you was all thumbs betsy easy mates it was just an accident betsy fetch a sea coal from the hearth betsy we ain't going to wallop you where are you betsy come out of your hiding i'll light this candle myself he takes it to the fire lights it and returns to the table there you are blazing like old pe you're burst it down betsy oh, crack me stump where is the girl kinder sillier to run away we ain't never walloped her women silly folks i calls em ninnies it don't do no good tryin to understand em now then old lion heart are you ready he throws two fives i've done ya patch it is patch's turn he kisses the cubes you're as sweet as honey tell me you loves me me dirk is itchin for your answer luck's a lady as dotes on me he throws a pair of sixes does yer see it duke stick your blinkin' eye right down again the table it's me captain he rises and draws his knife joey are you ready god if i were loose i'd take you by the dirty gullet and twist it until you roared i'd kick you off my path like a snarling cur what filth does nature sometimes compound a man shall a skunk walk two-legged to infect the air three cowards will hang on wappin wharf before the month is up aren't meanin us are you joey and i'll tell you more ain't we listenin to you you can talk spry as patch here is a leet old job to do and it's nearin bedtime we doesn't want to sit up late and lose our beauty sleep just listenin to a speech a pirate takes his chance of death yeah guard your dirty skins by wrecking ships upon the rocks you dare not pay yourself against a breathing victim like carrion crows you sit to a vile and bloated banquet dip me away captain when you has heard enough stand off you whelp the king of england fights in france ain't you ashamed he is not there to help i'll tell you why i'm not in france i swore to his majesty that i would clear his coast of pirates the plans are made the channel is swept by gunboats they will close in on you tomorrow you and all the dirty vermin that befoul these cliffs he talks so big you'd think he was the king himself everyone laughs at this the duke takes the cloak from the chest in derision he hangs it across red joe's shoulders we'll play charades here's your costume joey there it fits you like the skin of a snake we makes you king 
You looks like you was paradin' in St. James's Park, lampin' at Duchess. Does your majesty need a new eye-chancellor? I ask you for it. I wants a fine house in London town, runnin' to the strand, and peacock struttin' in the garden. King, I asks you to cast your gig on me. I'd be a right smart Archbishop of Canterbury. Me whiskers is ecclesiastical. I offers meself, King, as Lord High Admiral of the Navy. I swears fluent. Has your princess vacant? I looks graceful on the throne. The horrid creature spits. <laughs> Vast there, my hearties. I'm thinking I'm hearing the sound of footsteps. Duke to Petch. Did your lordship hear any sound? Asking your grisses pardon, I didn't catch a thing. Did you hear anything, princess? There's nothing come to me, pearly ears. Silence! I wants to listen. No sound is heard. Well, Patch, you're a better get your dirk ready. I'm uncommon sleepy. I wants to get to bed. Catch him a deep one, Patch. I takes it mighty kind of you, Captain. Yours allers been a loving father to me, Joey. I'll tell you what you are. You're the kind of feller I hates most particular. You're a spy. Say your prayers, you hissin' snake. He sharpens his dirk and gaily tests it on his whiskers. My wasted day is done, and the tempest rack. The stars are dim and face the only compass. Now or hereafter, what matters it? The sun will gild the meadows as of yesteryear. The moon will fee the world with silver coin. And all across the earth men will traffic on their little errands until nature calls them home. I am a stone cast in a windy pool where scarce a ripple shows. Life's but a candle in the wind. Mine will not burn to socket. He's all wound up like a clock, just ticking words. Patch, Joe is telling us where to go that his wick has burned right down to the bottle. You had better put it out, without more hesitating. And now as they are intent for the coming blow, suddenly, quietly, a woman's hand and arm, a claw rather, with long, thin, shriveled fingers, have come in sight at the window with the broken glass. It quite terrifies me as I write. My pencil shakes. Old ladies will want to scream. The fingers grope along the sill. They fumble on the wall. They stretch to reach the gun which stands beside the clock. Another inch and they will grasp it, and Red Joe will be saved. The arm rubs against the pendulum of the clock. It swings, and the clock starts to tick and still no one has seen the terrible hand. And now the fingers are thrust blindly against the gun. It falls with a clatter on the stones. The hand and arm disappear. But Darlin has seen the swinging pendulum and shrieks. Does ye see it, Captain? Horrors! It's never went since Flint was hanged. And wouldn't run till his dad's revenged and him laying peaceful in his coffin. Does yer think it's grog? Does all of you see it? What done it? 
from the distance is heard a long-drawn whistle what's that it makes me jumpy it ain't a night when folks whistles just for cows and such finish your job patch are you feared of something special duke feared if we ain't quick there'll be a gibbet for all of us ain't the clock tickin' peaceful she ain't got no right to tick it's like a dead man talkin quick give me the knife i'll stick it in him and when i've done we scatters there's trouble brewin tomorrow night when the tide is out we meets at the hollow cave and may the devil lend a helpin' hand snooper are you ready does you see this here blade shinin in the candle in about one minute i'll be wipin off a streak o red round me breeks flint blessin your gentle soul you can rest in peace he approaches joe with upraised knife suddenly he cries out it's him the fortune teller mentioned it's the man in a velvet cloak it's him me god me hook with a growl of rage the pirates leap forward toward joe but are arrested by the sound of running feet into the cabin rushes the sailor captain followed by three sailors the sailor captain cries vast there and the pirates turn to face his men they put up a fight worthy of old flint darlin to escape the rough and tumble runs halfway up the ladder the table is overturned the stools are kicked across the room even the precious grog is spilled but the pirates valor is insufficient they are overpowered at last and tied red joe's cords are cut into the cabin betsy comes running followed by old mag joe hal thank god you are safe margaret i am the captain of the royal harry captain i charge you to arrest these men yes your royal highness royal highness did you hear what he said Han is nothing he's just a snooper she sits on the floor with her head on the duke's knee she is staunch to the last a true cook for a pirate's band you will transport them in chains to london to wait their sentence by a court of law yes your majesty you mistake me captain my father is the king of england i am but the prince of wales alas sir we bring you heavy news your royal father the king of england has been killed fighting gloriously on the soil of france bear with me my grief has leaped the channel my thought is a silent mourner on my father's grave shall a king sink to the measure of a mound of turf for the tread of a peasant's foot where is now the ermine robe the glistening crown the harness of a fighting hour the sceptre that marked the giddy office the voice the flashing eye that stirred to cower to bravery the iron gauntlet shaking in the pallid face of france oh all covered by a spadeful of country earth captain has calais fallen to our army's siege 
other french lilies plucked for england's boutonniere calais has fallen then god be praised even in this hard hour by heaven's help i throw off the idle practice of my youth the empty tricks and trivial habits of the careless years i renounce them all a wind has scoured the sullen clouds of youth my past has been a ragged garment stained with heedless hours to-night i cast it off like a coat that is out at elbow my father henceforth lives in me meg at her entrance has sniffed the wasted grog her nose surer than a hazel wand inclines above the hearth she bends to the lovely puddle she employs and tastes her dripping finger covertly with mannerly regard to the prince's rhetoric sucking in secret his good health and happy returns so to speak the liquor warms her tongue not to drunkenness but to ease and comfort the hearthstone is her tavern chair meg not boisterously with just a flip of her trickling finger as if it were a foaming cup hooray i wants to be the first your majesty to swear allegiance to your throne i saw your future in the glass old magnolia like she had rocked yer in the cradle i told yer i would come in yer hour of danger it was me reached through the window for the gun to save yer it was me whistled at yer heard dearie hurrying up the sailor men as betsy went to fetch thanks my good woman we grant you a pension for your love she quests back to her pool of grog she finds a spoon she sits to the delicious salvage with back against the chimney and woollen legs outstretched speeches to her are nothing now we cannot expect her help in winding up our play the burden falls on joe we must be patient through a sentimental page or two. Ah, my velvet cloak, which I left at Castle Crag when I laid aside the prince and took disguise. These unintentioned ruffians by their dirty jest have clothed me to my office. I swear my allegiance, your majesty. I rely on my sailors to clear the coast and seas. But first I want your allegiance in another high concern. Some fourteen years ago, when i was a lad of ten i journeyed with my royal father to the castle of the duke of cornwall which stands high on the windswept coast its giddy towers rise sheer above the ocean to the very rooks nesting in the battlements grow dizzy at the height it is the outer bastion of the world laughing to scorn the ocean siege in that castle captain there lived a little girl and she and i romped the sounding corridors together at once I led her to an open brazier in the steep-pitched wall, and held her so that she might see the waves curling on the rocks below. And tales of mermaids I invented, and shipwreck and treasure buried in the noisy caverns of the rock, where twice a day the greedy tide goes in and out to seek its fortune. And far afield we wandered, and stood waist-deep in the golden meadows, until the weary twilight called us home. And I remember went hard with play that her mother sang to us an old song a lullaby her voice was soft 
with a gentleness that only a mother knows who sits with drowsy children and to that little girl i was betrothed i was sworn with oath and signature that some day i would marry her and that when i became king of england in the revolving years she would be its queen by what miracle did you know me hal it was the song you sang your voice was the miracle that told the secret with unvarnished speech i woo you i love you margaret and i ask you to be my wife meg faintly floating in a golden sea of grog Hooray! joe takes betsy in his arms and kisses her the magic of your lips my dear is the miracle that answers me my loyal sailors i present you margaret duchess of cornwall countess of devon princess of the western marches by right and title possessor of all land twixt exeter and land's end and now by her consent and the grace of god the wife of harry king of england little betsy i forgives you i ask your help though our swings to-morrow and may you live long and happy we're loving you betsy my gracious lord for these three years this cabin has been my home these are my friends the only friends i have ever known they fed me when i had no food and they kept me warm against the cold must they hang i ask you to pardon them glory to god the pardon is granted captain strike off their irons we love you betsy we are fonder of you than grog and singing angels i thank you king it were just an hour ago sitting in that chair i asked to splice you betsy keel to topsail the old duke never thought the countess of all them places and the queen of england a boot would ever be sitting on his knee pulling at his whiskers him asking her to name the happy day it was a prior attachment duke we'll serve you king like we served old flint top and bottom fore and aft we'll brag how the king of england and us as drunk grog together and how the queen washed up the mugs and now captain lead the way we must speed to london good-bye duke some day you will find a girl who cooks roast pig that crackles a blessing betsy on your laughing eyes a health to king hal and his blushing bride king hal little betsy with a wave of the hand joe departs and with him betsy who kisses her fingers to the pirates in farewell the sailors follow the pirates and darlin are left the pirates sit at the table they exchange glances of satisfaction they unbutton for a quiet evening at home kings are but an episode in a pirate's life they return to the happy routine of their lives our adventure has circled to its start darlin me friend the duke is thirsty you had better mix another pot of grog you doesn't want to be a foolish virgin and get catched without no grog darlin at the fire you coddles your stomach patch the duke he knows a little dear 
as is just waitin' to come flutterin' to his lovin' arms. I think it's your whiskers, Duke. You can pull one, Betsy, for the locket that you wears. We is laughin' at your old walrus. Kings is bigger than dukes. I looses with no kickin' up. There's no one like darlin' for mixin' grog. For that kind word, I'm lovin' ya. She fills the cups. It's grog beats off the melancholy. As soon as me pipes go dry, I gets homesick for the ocean. Here we be, Duke, thrown up at the last to rot like driftwood on the shore. It was happy days when we sailed with old Flint on the Spanish main. Happy days, Patch. Happy, happy days. days. They lift their cups in memory of a golden past. It is a contented family around the evening candle. They are as cosy as old ladies with their darning. Meg snores in peace as the curtain falls. Our candles have burned to socket. Our pasteboard cabin is bare and dark. No longer do pirate flags flaunt the ghostly seas. The stormy ocean, the dizzy cliffs of Devon, melt like an unsubstantial pageant let's put away our toys the timber leg the patch the frightful hook once again despite the weary signpost of the years we have run on the laughing avenues of childhood end of act three end of warpin wharf a frightful comedy of pirates by charles s brooks